You're listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And we're two boss babes sharing our journey and inspiring you along the way. I'm Megan. I'm a wedding photographer and videographer. We're both based in Connecticut. And I'm Jen and I own a mobile bar company. And today, in honor of tax season, um, we're recording this a little bit before tax season is due. But as this comes out, I hope you guys have a little bit of time to check out some of the things that we talk about. Um, We have a really great interview today with Abby from Riverstone Bookkeeping. She is a bookkeeper based in Virginia who works with all different kinds of creative people and walks of life. Um, And we just go over all of the different tax questions that we have for her, money questions, financials, just everything, everything. Yeah, I think this interview is going to be really helpful if you are like me, Jen, and struggle with the bookkeeping aspect of your business. Um, Abby is just a wealth of knowledge and she really explains it to make it seem a little bit more user friendly. Yeah. Um, and her services are wonderful. And one of the things that she can start you off with is a, is a consultation call. Um, and I think that's just like a really great kickstart to yeah. learning what to do in the whole, you know numbers bookkeeping tax world Um, highly highly recommend if you're starting your business today if you're watching this podcast thinking should i do it can i do it you definitely can and with somebody like abby in your corner you for sure can um finding the right people and the right people to back you up and be a good resource for you is so essential so a podcast like this where you can find different information and get you know links to different kinds of people um you're totally on the right track and with her she just does quick consultation for some people and that's so beneficial because it's just I think she said it was an hour consultation that she does with people right and you can ask her anything she'll give you kind of the gist so if you say hey I'm opening my business tomorrow what do I need to know then she'll kind of give you everything and then from there she offers two different upgraded packages one that's quarterly I believe where she checks in on you quarterly helps balance your books and things and then the other one is full-time you wouldn't even have to do a thing it'd be very hands-off so um that's a little bit about Abby and let's dive right in. Okay. It's so nice to meet you. Um, your recommendations have been so high from Jess and Liz. They're two good friends of ours. I know. Uh, and I, know. I love them. I know. I was just messaging them yesterday. We were talking about how I need to plan a trip to Connecticut because yes. I'm like making friends with all you, you guys and I just love them so much, but yeah, I'm going to have to convince my husband that we need a vacation in Connecticut. <laughs> like all New England. Yeah, come to our yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, take yeah, we'll, we'll dive right in. Um, we are okay. so excited to have you today. Thanks again for coming on. We thought this would be a good kind of intro to lovely tax season. Um, and I think all entrepreneurs really just, you know, you start a business and you're like, oh, I have to do taxes. I have to do numbers. And, you know, most of, I'll speak for myself, but like most of our brains are not wired to do numbers. We're wired to do sales and marketing and all the other things. So we thought that this would be a really good episode today to enlighten our audience, um, you know, just our fellow entrepreneurs on the lovely bookkeeping and and things like that. So we're just going to ask you some few basic questions. um, And, you know, we'd love for your advice on everything and we'll get started. So the first one, um, let's just talk about Riverstone Bookkeeping, you know, what you do, who you service, where you're based, and just kind of like how you got started. So just really a background of you and your business. Yeah. Well, we can start maybe with how I got started. So kind of like piggyback on what you just said as like where your brains are wired. I actually started in marketing and my brain is not wired for marketing. I hated it. I was just so unhappy. It just super like 
um, unfulfilled with that job. And so I didn't really like know what to do. I never really thought about working in accounting. Never. I was like a numbers person. I was always bad at math growing up. Um, and so anyways, I got introduced to bookkeeping by my aunt when I was obviously trying to get out of marketing, looking for something new to do. Um, she has her own bookkeeping business and she had me like help her with a few things. And I realized like, this is like, I like really enjoy this. Um, and so at that point I was like, this is definitely what I need to do. Like I, I could sit there for like 12 hours and not even notice time had passed working on it. And I was like, wow. okay, this is a hundred percent like what I'm meant to do. So at that point, I just kind of did anything and everything I could to learn about it. Um, and then in 2022, I launched Riverstone um, really just because I've always had an entrepreneurial mind. I wanted to run a business, but I also really wanted to help and support other women who had businesses who were kind of maybe in the same position I was where my brain was not wired for marketing. You know, their brains are not wired for bookkeeping taxes and stuff. So um, yeah, that's kind of where we, where we started and, um, love where it's going. So I mostly work with creative entrepreneurs, photographers, um, graphic designers, web designers, um, really anybody in that field, but definitely not limited to that. Um, I know, you know, we've talked a little bit about doing stuff for the vintage horse. So yeah, definitely, um, expand into other, other areas, but, um, yeah, I love working with creative people. They're just so fun to work with. You guys are always so nice. Aww, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's really cool that you good. had that experience sort of in reverse where you were yeah. doing thing, kind of doing the creative thing and then felt like the struggle, but then enjoyed the opposite. So it's kind of cool that you get to yeah. be in our shoes to be like, I know this is something that I need to do, but I'm not passionate about it. I don't want to do it. It's not my brain. Yeah. That's really I cool know. that you felt that for us but like in reverse that's cool yeah it's nice it definitely helps me relate I think a little bit more and kind of understand yeah. where you guys are coming from just in like an opposite mindset I guess or same mindset but opposite space yeah 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 oh I love that how did you come up with your name um I'm not gonna lie I wanted to have like a cute creative name so I was literally just thinking about things that sounded pretty together. I came up with like a million different ones. And then I said, I remember I was like in the car with my sister and I was literally just saying random words. And I was like, you know, maybe something will, will sound right. And I said Riverstone and she just kind of stopped and looked at me and she was like, that is so cute. And I was like, that is cute. And then I was like, actually that has meaning for me too, because my husband and I's first date was here in Richmond at the James river and we cross the river and you have to swim like against the current going from rock to rock or like big stone to big stone. Um, and I was like, that is so crazy. Like it was the one that I liked the most, but also actually has, you know, significance to me. So that's really yeah. cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So then moving to our next question, if you had a client starting their business today, what would you have them do? What are the first steps? Um, you know, example, like separating a bank account or like, what are your yeah. advice for kind of just like starting your business properly? Yeah. Well, definitely separating a bank account. I'll start there. Cause that is like the number one thing that everybody should do. Um, I mean, it's obviously going to help you when you end up doing your bookkeeping, whether you're doing it yourself or you have somebody doing it for you. But it also is going to protect you legally. Um, if you ever, like, God forbid, get sued, um, when your business gets sued, you know, your LLC is there to separate your business from you. But if your bank accounts are mixed together, 
they're going to, whoever's suing you could potentially take your own personal stuff as well. So it's just really good to keep that separate um, for that reason. And then something else I would highly recommend doing as soon as you start is saving for taxes. Um, even if you don't know what to do as far as like bookkeeping or how it works, just start putting 30% of your income into a tax savings account. You'll thank yourself later. Um, it is so like discouraging and stressful to get to tax season and not have saved taxes and then find out you owe $10,000 that you don't have. Um, and so, and it's also nice if you save more than you need and then tax season comes around and you have extra saved that you can just keep as like a little bonus to yourself. So yeah, definitely start saving for taxes right away. That's a good one. That's a really good one. What do you think about business credit cards? Because I know not everybody is a credit card person just in personal yeah. day-to-day life, but I I know a lot of people, my dad's a business owner too, and he has a few business credit cards that he uses for write-offs and you know business yeah. and whatnot. But do you think that's a worthwhile thing to get like points through that like for yeah. your business or is it just kind of like a don't even definitely I I do think you I think it's good especially for certain cards like um Chase Chase Inc unlimited I think it's like a $900 bonus if you spend a certain amount within a couple months I mean that's that's great if you know you have big expenses coming up and you want to open that credit card and get that bonus and almost like get a little bit of savings on the expenses you have coming up you know that's good I just think that it's important to be careful with that you know mm -hmm. don't spend more than you actually have in your checking account um be able to pay it off every month not having any interest payments or anything like that because then you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot but yeah i definitely think you can use them to your advantage for sure interesting Love that. okay that's interesting because i that's something that i've been thinking about where, like as my business grows and you know time goes on i'm like maybe yeah. that is something that if i'm benefiting from it personally it's like should i do the same thing for my business um just because i'm i like to keep things separate and like yeah. very organized like that um so kind of Along with that also, it's keeping things separate is how do you recommend doing paychecks as a small business owner? Like, how do you recommend paying yourself if you have these two separate bank accounts? Like for me, I have my business and my personal accounts in the same um, bank, but separate accounts. So I've just been doing like bank transfers to myself from one account to another. Is that wrong to do? Is that okay to do? Yep. Should I be doing something else? So it, de it depends on how you file your taxes. Um, if you're an LLC filing as a sole proprietorship, which you probably are, um, that's fine. Definitely take owner's draws, basically is what it's called when you transfer money from your business bank to your personal bank. And that's a great way to do it. You don't need to do payroll or you know do any of that. The owner's draws are fine just transferring. If you are an LLC filing as a um, S-corp, an S-corporation, have to be on payroll. Um, so you have to use, you have to pay payroll um, fees and pay yourself a salary. Um, it's just kind of one of the requirements of being an S corporation. You do get some tax benefits from being an S corporation. So definitely recommend doing that. You reach a certain level generally, like once you start profiting $50,000 a year, that's kind of when you can start thinking about becoming an S corporation. But yeah, as an S corp, you have to pay yourself payroll. Um, as a sole proprietor though, just transfer the money. It's fine. Okay. I feel better. <laughs> um, along those lines. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're doing it right. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
lines, though, if you have somebody working for your business, like another contractor. So like for me as a photographer, sometimes I have people second shooting for me and I'll just pay them cash. But if I were to do, you know, checks for them or pay them in a, a digital or, or a traceable kind of way like that, how would you recommend all of that goes about? Because I know that those taxes are different than the 1099s are involved. Can you give us like a spiel yeah. on on that? Yeah. So if they are well, let's start. If they're an employee, like an actual employee, not a subcontractor, you want to pay them maybe somewhere in like Gusto, um, which is a payroll provider service, which is really nice because they handle paying any payroll taxes that you have to pay for those employees, um, help you with sending W-2s at the end of the year. So I would definitely recommend doing something like Gusto or like ADP, one of those payroll services that helps take care of all that stuff for you. So you don't really have to think about it. Um you can also use Gusto for subcontractors. I don't know that it would be as convenient for you if you have second shooters that you don't work with regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you work with somebody regularly, um, then you know it's easier to have them in Gusto. You pay like $7 a month per subcontractor, and then they will help you send your 1099s at the end of the year. They keep track of how much you're paying those contractors. Um, but for you, for like second shooters, you know, you can pay cash, you can pay check. Um, I would just be cautious, make sure you're keeping track of exactly how much you've paid each person. Cause you know, if you pay them over a certain amount, over $600 in the year, then you're going to have to send them a 1099 for mm-hmm. those payments. Um, you can pay them Venmo. If you use Venmo for business, I wouldn't use just a personal Venmo account because, you know, it's against Venmo's policies. Um, But if you use Venmo Venmo for business and you mark the payment as for goods and services, Venmo also takes care of the 1099. Um, So there's just some ways you can kind of be strategic about it so that you don't have to worry about 1099s at the end of the year. Um, Those are some. And also, I mean, if they're a second shooter, often they are another photographer and they might use something like HoneyBook and they can invoice you. And if they invoice you and you pay with a credit card, you don't have to pay us in 1099s too. So there's just some different options, but um, cash or check, you would definitely have to send them a 1099 if you pay over $600. So just keep track carefully of how much you, you pay them. Right. Right. Okay. I love that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> can you explain um, some ways that entrepreneurs can stay organized throughout the year for tax season? Um, you know, yeah. just tips and tricks on, you know, your expertise. Yeah. Um, Staying organized. I mean, obviously your bookkeeping is important, but if you're not able to hire a bookkeeper, like if you can't afford that investment yet, um, I would definitely just try to find a bookkeeping spreadsheet, something you can do in Google Sheets. It's free. Um, I have one on my website. I know there's a ton of other bookkeepers who sell them. You can find them on Etsy um, or you can make your own and just keep track of the expenses. Um, you know, try to separate them based on advertising costs, subcontractors, um, cost of goods sold, you know, keep those all separate. Because when you file your taxes at the end of the year, um, when you're self-employed, you're going to fill out something called a Schedule C. Um, it's just different paperwork um, for your taxes. And it's going to ask, you know, how much did you spend on this certain thing, this certain thing, this certain thing. Um, so you can look up a Schedule C online and then just take a look at the different categories and just keep track based on those categories. Um, or you can keep track based on those categories plus stuff that's beneficial to you. Um, so 
um, you know, as a photographer, how much are you spending on film? How much are you spending on batteries, SD cards, like those big things, you know, you spend a lot of money on those. So you can separate that out. But at the end of the day, um, just keeping track of the basic expenses, you can fill that schedule C out more conveniently. Um, and of course, keeping track of your income. And then you can get even more in depth with that too. I mean, as a photographer, you can do wedding photography, branding photography, portraits, senior sessions, kind of break it out between what's what services you offer. So you can tell, you know, is this service working for me? Is it not working for me? Should I up my advertising costs there? Um, those are some good ways to keep things organized as far as bookkeeping goes. Um, and then when it comes to things like receipts, bless you, um, you can use different software like Dext is a good one. Um, that's an app and you can just kind of scan the receipt and keep it saved separate. Um, so you don't have to literally have like a shoebox of receipts. Um, and then of course, like today, I mean, in our digital world, most things you're ordering it online. Um, if you have your receipts emailed to you, you can set up rules within, like if you have Gmail, you can set up rules so that the G any receipts that get sent to you go into a separate folder. And then at the end of the year, you have a folder full of your receipts. Um, so there's some different options or just keeping them in Google Drive. Um, but I would definitely recommend trying to keep them stored digitally. It's just easy to lose stuff if it's, um, you know, in your home or in a shoebox or in some random corner of your house that you forget about. Right. So, yeah. So that's, <laughs> what was that? Like my life. Oh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you post something the other day about QuickBooks self-employed. So on the topic of just categorizing, yeah. things and keeping things organized, can you chat about that a little bit? Because I've been using that for about two years, two and a half years, and I've had a good experience, but I don't know what I'm missing if there's something better out there. So could you, yeah, could, yeah. Self-employed is, it's not awful. Like it's good, especially if you're doing it yourself, it's easier to use. Um, it's not good if you want to scale. And the reason I say that is you can't do any sort of payroll stuff in it. You can't create um, journal entries, which are basically something that I as bookkeeper use a lot to record some different information, especially when it comes to payroll. Um, you can't reconcile, which is basically reconciling is taking your bank statement, comparing it to the bookkeeping you've done and going, what is going on? <laughs> For our audio, I don't know fireworks why going I on. Did that. <laughs> I don't know if it's did I do this. Did that make it? I don't know. <laughs> that was so weird. Quick book. That was funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that really threw me off. What was I saying? Oh, reconciliations. Yeah. Um, it's basically taking your bank statement and comparing it line by line to what you put into your bookkeeping software to make sure that everything is truly there. Nothing was added extra, duplicated, and nothing's missing. Um, and it basically just makes sure that everything is as accurate as possible. And you can't do that in self-employed. Mm -hmm. And every like bookkeeper account knows reconciliations are like the backbone of making sure your accounting is good. Um, so it's, it's painful to me that you can't reconcile and self-employed, but you're also missing other things. Like you can't really customize your chart of accounts, which is essentially where you would put those, um, different services you offer or like different, um, expense accounts. So like the film tracking, that sort of thing. Um, and you can't, there's there's only like eight or 
10 different reports you can pull, I think, in self-employed. And there's like a hundred different reports you can pull in other QuickBooks softwares, including your balance sheet. Um, your balance sheet is super important. It's basically what shows the health of your business and you can't get a balance sheet in self-employed. Um, another reason I don't usually recommend self-employed as far as scaling is that you can't, at least in the past, you couldn't import self-employed into QuickBooks Simple Start, which is QuickBooks Online's like base plan that I recommend. Um, you couldn't in the past. I've learned in the last couple of days, I think they've changed it. So you can now like migrate into Simple Start, which is great. Um, I think it just depends on the way you opened your, your self-employed account. Um, so if you downloaded it in the app store, you can't migrate it into Simple Start. But if you oh. started it like on your computer, you can. I don't know. It's kind of finicky, but that's kind of the, the reasons. It's just not, I if I started working with a client, I would have them go into Simple Start. I don't, wouldn't work in self-employed because there's nothing I can really do um, besides add the income and expenses. So, Okay. So with you and all the clients that you work with, this is like an a kind, a kind of on topic off of our list. I'm having a lot of like off of our list questions. Um, yeah. But Great. I work with the tax accountant, so I don't file my taxes myself. I have somebody that does it for me. But throughout the year, I do all my bookkeeping myself with self-employed. I just have it connected to my business bank account and I just do yes, yes, yes. And like approved down the list. And that's pretty much all that yeah. I know how to do. Um, and you're saying a lot of things that I don't know anything about and I've never even heard of before. So I'm wondering is if somebody like you, if you do this for all of your clients, do you connect them with a tax accountant and work with them? Do Would I be like a middleman between you and a tax accountant if I were to hire you or how does that work? So I, I do try to connect them with an accountant. I don't require them to work with an accountant, but I recommend that they work with an accountant just because, you know, it's helpful. Obviously, you work with one, you know the benefits, um, but you would not be the middleman. I talk with your your tax preparer directly. I'll like CC you on email so you know what's mm -hmm. happening. Um, but yeah, we work together on your books, on your taxes. I make sure they have what they need so you don't even have to think about it when tax season comes, which is really nice. convenient for you. You just get a notification that your stuff's been filed or, you know, they ask for if you're married, they'll ask for like your spouse's W-2 or something, you know, the basics, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's, That's so helpful. So, yeah. I'm putting that in my back pocket. <laughs> um, I just think about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there a rule about what, okay. So this is geared towards write-offs. Um, okay. So it's so funny. I just posted something the other day that, um, what's that? show from oh my god I'm drawing a blank oh um Schitt's Creek yes yeah where he's like it's a write-off it's a write-off and they're like do you even know what a write-off is yeah. and yeah. it's free it's yeah. free <laughs> like trying to so, buy everything yeah so I you know I've always been under the impression and I'm sure this is wrong that you know like for example if you go out to coffee with someone and you are in a meeting and you're talking about business, like mm -hmm. that coffee could be a write-off. Um, you know, are there any, like, obviously I know there's a huge rabbit hole to this and we're, we don't need to go into detail, but are there just like tips and tricks on like, these are, you know, considered a write-off kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people like in Schitt's Creek who just say, you know, this is a write-off because I bought it like with my business card. So it's a write-off, yeah. even though it's yeah. some car, like some, something like crazy like that. Um, or there's people who are tax strategists and they'll be like, yeah, just buy it as a write-off. It's it's not a write-off. 
Um, so there are some things um, that are I'll talk about that I think are kind of the most common that people don't really realize. Um, shopping is a big one. Actually, if you are meeting with somebody to discuss business, if they're um, an employee or a subcontractor, if they are your client, say you're meeting with a bride, um, that is considered a write-off because it is a business like meeting. If you go to a coffee shop by yourself to edit or something, that is not a write-off. Oh. Um, so that wouldn't count. <laughs> yeah. Just invite me. So okay. that doesn't count <laughs> badly. Um, okay. But if it's like a business meeting, then it counts. Or if you're purchasing food for um, a styled shoot, you know, you're yeah. buying it for these people you're working with, that can be considered a write-off. Um but yeah, if you're just alone, sadly, it can't be. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm trying to think but, of another example. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that we had talked about was clothes. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. well, I actually I, want to talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't used to write off barely anything or that I knew of my tax accountant. I just give him all my reports and I'm like, go crazy. Um, and I don't really do much more than that but I put things into different categories and meeting you for coffee I'll like track it in as meals and put a little example that's like coffee meeting with so-and-so about whatever um but we were chatting and you were saying like Megan you need to use your business card for that like stop using your personal card and I like didn't know what you were talking about <laughs> and so now I do that but another thing that you had brought up was um like clothing, like uniforms for the business, because for you and all the girls that work for you, you guys wear the vintage horse t-shirt, you yeah. do your thing. But for me, I just need to be like business casual, like kind of nice. Like I can't wear this. Um, um, but that's something that I, I like struggle to write things off because I'm like, is this justified? Like, am I sure that like, it's okay. So I'm, I'm wondering so about that. It's tricky with clothes. The vintage horse t-shirts are definitely sure. considered a write-off because they say the vintage horse. Now, as a photographer, you might go three people and purchase a jumpsuit, like a plain black jumpsuit, you know, that you only wear to weddings. Yeah. But that can't be considered a write-off because Got technically it. you can't wear it other places. But if you want to make it a write-off, you can buy that jumpsuit from free people, take it to a local seamstress and get your little logo embroidered on the jumpsuit. And now you can write off the purchase of the jumpsuit and the embroidery cost. Um, so if you have your logo on the clothing, that can be considered a write-off. Um, but if it's just clothes that you can wear any other day, it can't be. Now, if you're like a nurse or somebody and you buy scrubs, like, I mean, obviously nurses aren't business owners, but for that example, the scrubs would be because you have to have that uniform for that career. Um, but yeah, so just put your, your logo on it and then you're good. Interesting. Okay. Uh, when you rebrand. Yeah. I'll think about that and do like a tiny little. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Just like a little one. You don't want to. Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, one of our last questions, and then we can kind of just go into like off topic. Um, what is something you see businesses struggle with the most? Um, a lot of things when it comes to taxes and that's not like to be mean, but it's just a difficult situation yeah. or a difficult topic for people to think about. I think, one thing people struggle with the most is being scared and just ignoring it and pushing it off. And then they come to April and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. Um, yes, like it's, it's stressful to just push it away. Um, so I think that's something people definitely struggle with. It's, 
you know, just taking a breath and and just handling it um, or having, finding help, having somebody else help you with it because, you know, it's too stressful and, and that can, it can be expensive, but it can also take a lot of stress off of you and, um, you know, help you to file your taxes the right way. Um, something else that I think can be a big issue is for people who don't want to use um, spreadsheets for their bookkeeping. They go into using something like QuickBooks online, you know, mm -hmm. like a, an actual accounting software, maybe not QuickBooks self-employed because it's so simple. It's like super easy to use. Um, but if they're using um, QuickBooks Simple Start, like a bigger accounting software, it's extremely easy to make mistakes um, because that software, there's so much going on in the back end that most people don't know about unless you literally work in QuickBooks like eight hours a day, five days a week. Um, and so it's very easy to make mistakes. I am doing a cleanup for a guy right now who, and that's basically I'm cleaning up his, his bookkeeping that he had um, from prior years. He came to me because last year when he filed his 2022 taxes, he felt like he was paying a lot and he didn't really understand why. And so he's asking me to fix his 2023 books, figure out, you know, maybe if there was something going on wrong. And um, after doing his cleanup, I found out that he has overstated his income by $108,000. Oh. And he didn't know that he was doing that. And if you, you know, typical rule of thumb is you pay like 30% of your income, mm -hmm. like $30,000 that he would have been paying for money he never made. Wow. So that's like heavy word of caution to be careful if you're using an accounting software and you don't have somebody helping you with it um, or just stick with a spreadsheet or mm -hmm. self-employed, you know, something simple like that, because that can be really bad. Um, like that's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. So yeah. especially as a small business owner. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. So I I'm guilty. I wait till the end of the year. I'm now three years in business and every year I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And every year here we are again. So do you recommend like almost like a, like a <clears throat> process that you tell your clients that you're like, okay, on the 20th of each month, or I don't know, the first of each month, you know, you have a, and again, I'm just thinking out loud. This is something that I keep telling myself mm -hmm. to do, but like you go on the first and you, you know, do your books from the previous month. Like that there's non-negotiable. That's what you do. Like, is there something that your clients are doing? I mean, I know you're doing it for them, but maybe the ones who you don't fully work with all the way, is there like something that you recommend people to do to just have it be like consistent, I guess? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just scheduling that time and and trying to, um, what's the word? Not devote yourself to it, but like, I guess, be diligent about it. Mm -hmm. um, put it in your calendar, have it as like a reoccurring um, event. If you use Google Calendar or something um, and set reminders and yeah, I mean, just try to try to do it every month, and it doesn't have to be on the first. I mean, if you if I feel like if you set it for the first, and then something coming busy that and you, the first I forget, you know, so I don't have to do it. Um, just you know, between the tenth of the month, something like that. Mm -hmm. I love that. No, definitely. That okay, you guys, a little need bit. to just preach to my own. Can you hear us? Okay. 
I lost you for a minute okay, there. Yeah, we're we're oh, back. We're back. There we go. I can hear you now. Okay. I heard you say preach to your own. And that's yeah, I, about it. I just need to like remind myself okay. this, and I just need to like be consistent with it because you know, my my business is more seasonal. So like right now I'm in the off season. Yeah. But if uh, I continue to start in the beginning of the year, then I will hmm. do better when I'm busy and I'll like know what to do. Um, but I feel like that a lot of people struggle with that. I think a lot of, you know, when you start your own business, you probably don't have a lot of history of being a business owner and you come into this new world of, you know, not really knowing what to do and you're wearing all the hats. And I was just talking to someone the other day and they're like, I'm like, why did, like, why can I not do bookkeeping? And they're like, because you do everything, Mm -hmm. like you do everything else, your your sales, your social media, your you know, sending emails and sending quotes and you're doing so many things that I know for me, like bookkeeping just goes on the back burner and, and it shouldn't because it's very important. And I'm, I'm actually in a coaching, um, I don't know, coach, what, what's the word coaching program right Mm -hmm. now. And one of the first questions she's like, well, do you know your P and L? And I'm like, no. And she's like, what, (laughs) like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I know I should, I'm, you know, been doing this for so long, but it's just, again, you come into this world and you try to do everything. And for me, the biggest thing was like getting my name out there, not the back end of like, okay, now what do we do kind of thing? Um, But yeah, I I love, I love all these like tips and tricks. I think those were like the final. Uh, Yeah. I think that was everything that we had, but I, I hear what you're saying with like the first priority with starting your business is making money is like making it happen. And now we're, we're both kind of in that stage where we have that consistently coming in and it's like, okay, now what? Like now we have enough where we need to kind of balance expenses versus profit and like see, or whatever your income and see what your profit actually is. Um, like I'm probably not in the same boat with that guy that you were working with, probably not to that extent, but I'm sure that there are cases like that with my business where it's like, Megan, you you paid more for this than you made. Like, what are you doing? And I probably just don't even realize it. So very valuable. And we appreciate your time so much. And I will probably be reaching out to you very soon. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. And I, I, yeah, I'm super excited to be on today quickly recap, um, just like what your services, if someone were to hire you, um, I know they can Mm -hmm. find things on your website and we'll link everything, but just really quickly, like what are your main services that you provide to entrepreneurs? Yeah. So my, obviously my biggest service is monthly bookkeeping, which is just handling your books, helping with the basics of bookkeeping, but then also helping you figure out how much to pay yourself, kind of strategizing where your money should go, um, helping you save for taxes, whatnot. Um, then I also have a DIY support offer where if you're doing it yourself, but you maybe have questions and you don't want to Google it, um, you know, I'm there to help you. And I check your bookkeeping every quarter to make sure you're doing everything correctly. Um, and then I offer some like one-on-one consultations. Um, if you are starting out your business and you're not really sure what you should be doing, that's a really good one. It's like an hour long. And we just talk about how you should set up your business, how you should get insurance, how you should start your bookkeeping, um, what bank accounts you should open, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, so it's it's really helpful for people, especially the DIY one. That's really been helpful for a lot of folks who just don't really know what they should be doing, but aren't quite ready to invest in full time bookkeeping. Um, so yeah, that's cool. those are my offers. I love that. Thank right. you. And what is your Instagram website? How can people find you? What's your your at? 
Yeah, Riverstone Bookkeeping um, on Instagram, just Riverstone Bookkeeping, www.riverstonebookkeeping.com. Um, you can email me, abby at riverstonebookkeeping.com. So that's awesome. my, my stuff. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. This was so helpful. Yeah. I know this is yeah. definitely be very helpful to a lot of our audience. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's definitely not something I think a lot of people think about and it's, it's hard to find the information a lot of times online. There's so much different stuff. Um, so many people saying so many different things. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's difficult Yeah, when you're a small business owner. Yeah. yeah so, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. All right. All right. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye.